It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app now on iOS devices, and I also hear that there's a beta on Android devices as well, so check that out. And join me next Monday at noon as we have a live discussion about the Cincinnati Reds. That's Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Reds fans, and welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. I'm a super fan and an addict of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you, and I want to thank you personally for downloading and listening today, especially today after the Reds have been swept four games by the San Francisco Giants, and the fourth loss was as emphatic a loss as I can remember. This was a game that took me back to 2016, 2017, maybe even a little bit of 2018 as well, whenever the Reds weren't trying. Whenever the Reds pretty much told us before the season they weren't going to be good. This was during the time of the quote-unquote rebuild. It really wasn't a rebuild because they sucked at it and it didn't work. And, you know, we can call it a rebuild, but they'd never built. So are we still rebuilding? Because after watching those four games, it kind of feels like that. But we're going to try and have some fun anyway. We're going to get the tough stuff out of the way. We're going to take a look at this series. we got a lot of Jeff's junk mail today. Got some superstitions that I like. A lot of fun stuff for you here on today's podcast. Before we jump into all of that, though, make sure that you're following the podcast on whatever app you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. And, uh, and before we jump into the Jeff's junk mail uh, stuff for today, I, uh, oh my, um, <laughs> I, I, I heard my first... A take, I want to say it was Lance, uh, actually, when I was producing with him the other night, was saying that, oh, if if you're worried about the major league side, at least look at the fact that prospects in the minor leagues are doing well. I really don't want to think about looking at prospects right now, because that's just that just makes me sad. That that means that the season's essentially over, and we're going to have to change our focus entirely, and I don't want to do that yet. But man, it seems bad. And, and we're gonna start. Um, or we're gonna start with this. This is from our buddy Scott playing to my uh, Nintendo side. I, I like that. Uh, Scott says, "What an ugly game!" When Steven Duggar of the Giants hit his grand slam, I dubbed the game "19 Runs and Counting," and I wasn't wrong. I have not seen a beating like that. Since Little Mac knocked out Mr. Dream. I haven't seen a smackdown like that since Link defeated Ganon and saved Hyrule. And I haven't seen a defeat this bad since Mario defeated King Koopa and brought peace to the Mushroom Kingdom. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's Nintendo stuff, and you're probably not a 
dork or geek like me and and, and Scott. Shout out to Scott. Appreciate the message, man. Uh, this team doesn't have issues. It's got a full-fledged daily publication. Yes. Uh, they're called injuries for right now. Um, <laughs> we really just got to hang our hat on that, right? As Reds fans, we got to hang our hat on the fact that once Nick Senzel, Mike Moustakis, and Joey Votter are healthy, that this team can get rolling. Because right now, the lineup is a mess without them. Now, you give me any team in Major League Baseball and take away a third of their projected starting lineup for the year, I'm going to give you a team that's going to struggle to win ballgames. Even the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers pitching staff is going to help them with that. But, I mean, you, you talk about the team that's coming in to Cincinnati tonight. The Milwaukee Brewers. They've gone through a lot of injuries this year, and they've kind of gone through some some ups and downs. The Cardinals really haven't had to worry about too much of that, and that's why they are on top of this division. Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, their main guys, Dylan Carlson, they've all stayed healthy. That is what it's going to come down to is who stays the healthiest the longest. And the good news is there's still plenty of time left in the season but yes, we have entered the point of uh, what I like to call the worrisome part of the season where you just got to start saying things that have no analytical value like, well, we've still got time. We, we can wait. Everybody's got to get healthy. When everybody's healthy, we're going to take a run. When every, you know, all this other stuff, insert fan logic here. But... This team is not deep enough to endure long stretches of this. They can endure one guy being out. Two guys is a maybe, depending on who the second guy is. Three guys, forget about it. So this is going to be a hard one. This this three-game set against Milwaukee is going to be a huge test because these are divisional games that the Reds need to win. And as folks are now turning their attention to what the June schedule looks like, they see what's coming. June does not have weeks on end with the likes of the Pirates and the Rockies. June has lots of good teams on the schedule. So how does this team band together and react while they are still missing a third of their lineup? They're going to be missing a third of their lineup for a little while because Mike Mustakas was placed on the IL yesterday, which, okay, soapbox for two seconds. I promise I'm going to take that long. Mike Moustakis should have been on the DL like four days ago. Did we really keep him off the, and I said the DL, did we really keep him off the IL for a pinch head appearance? Are we kidding? And I get it. I, I heard C. Trent on the radio broadcast yesterday saying that Moustakis is the kind of guy that if you ask him, he's going to be positive. He's going to be constantly saying, yeah, coach, I'm close. I'm almost there. I mean, we're, we're going to be good tomorrow. It's going to be good. So there's a little bit of that that, yeah, okay, you can take the player at their word with that, and then you can kind of get burned. But then on the other end of the spectrum, David Bell's the freaking manager. He needs to make a freaking managerial decision. Should have been on the IL like four days ago. But anyway, we're going to be without Moustakas until June, at least. Now, we were waiting on what's going on with Nick Senzel. I know it was a lot of issues with his knee and his foot or his shin or his... There's something about his leg. I don't know. It, it, it wasn't great. So that's what's kept him out of lineup. And then, of course, Joey, he's going to be gone for at least another two to three weeks. So, yeah, we. <laughs> this, is, mm, this, is, this is going to be rough. And... 
it kind of plays into what Ryan said on Twitter. Ryan Smith, he said, get out your 25% of the season completed measuring stick. Reds got awful. Giants, another World Series chance with half of our former Reds. He said rejects. I don't even know that I want to say rejects for Johnny Cueto now. Maybe for Anthony DiScalfani because there was no realm of reality where the Reds were going to offer him a contract that he wanted for a role that the Reds would give him. So, yeah, I think Disco's a reject, and boy, he really shut the down the Reds the other day. But Ryan Smith finishes the tweet with disappointing. And that's the main word that we can all look at the Reds right now. And, and playing off of what Ryan said, we got a message from Chad in Lancaster on the Lockdown Reds line, 513-549-0159. He says, the talented Reds have 19 wins this year. And the Pittsburgh Pirates, who on paper have very little talent, have 18 wins. That's a sobering stat. And don't get me wrong, I still don't think it's going to be this way. I don't think that the Reds and the Pirates are going to be very, very close at the end of this year. But right now it kind of sucks. He continues to say this. The Reds could have traded away all their stars in the offseason, loaded up the farm system, and probably still have the same record that we have right now. Sometimes I think it would be more fun to just watch a young team learn and develop than it would be to watch a very talented team underperform. Your thoughts? I'll give you my thoughts here in just a minute. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB to get started today. We left off last segment with a question from Chad in Lancaster. He said this, Sometimes I think it would be more fun to just watch a young team learn and develop than it would be to watch a very talented team underperform. Your thoughts? Question mark. All right, so here's the thing. Giving those two options... I always choose the young team developing because who wants to watch any team underperform, much less a team that is expected to be in contention, a team that is expected to make a run at the division, a team that based on what they have told us for the last five years, wait, wait, we're going to be okay. We're going to be good. We're going to contend soon. Wait with us. And okay, we did. Now we're in that period where we should not be waiting. And yet here we are barely above the Pirates. So yes, giving those two options, I would much rather watch the young team learn and develop than I would see a talented team underperform. 
Here's the thing, though. One stems from the fact that the team has no expectations, and the other stems from the fact that the team does. And it's fun. Don't get me wrong, I hate the fact that they're losing right now, but it was fun to know that this season had meaning. This season had expectations. 2016, 2017, 2015, maybe even in some cases 2014, although that was kind of like the transition year from years that have meaning to years that don't. The meaning was wait. The meaning was we've got these talented guys who are coming up from the farm system. They're going to be good. Just bear with us. That's not fun. That's not why we watch sports. We watch sports to see our team win. And I hate the fact that we are now beginning the thought process of would it make more sense for the Reds to just boot this and start over? There is some worry, and I I don't want to talk about this too much today, but of course the worry that Nick Castellanos opts out. He still has one more opt-out. This is his final opt-out year. I think that whenever the Reds signed Nick Castellanos, it was always kind of understood that at one point in these first two years, Nick Castellanos was going to be like in the MVP conversation, and then he would opt out and go get more money somewhere else. Because that is the ownership group that we're working with here. They want to pay people a little bit, but not what they're worth. Anyway, so that is a huge worry. So do you trade him before that happens? That's something that we'll talk about a lot more moving on this season, but not right now. But it's just, it, it, it's, it's a bummer because the window was supposed to be opening and now it feels like it's shut. And now it, I, I hope that that's not the case. And it's, it, it's very early in the season to be saying that the window is shut and this team can still make a run. But I feel like I've been saying that a lot this first quarter of the season, like almost too much. It feels like something that you say sparingly throughout the year if you're watching a good team. I've said it a whole lot here in the first quarter of the season. But also, I I think I understand the point that some people are trying to make about the whole rebuild idea because there's kind of a vacation mentality to watching a rebuilding team. There are no expectations. Think about when you go on vacation. What's the best part about vacation? Is it where you're at? Is it the beach? Is it the hotel that you're staying in? Is it the company that you're with? All of this other good stuff. The the best part about vacation is there's no plans, baby. You wake up and you're like, what are we going to do? The one thing I know that I'm going to do is I'm going to have three meals. Other than that, everything else is open for business. That's kind of the way it feels whenever you're watching a rebuilding team. There's no expectation. So when they win, it's a lot of fun. And when they lose, ah, well, we we can turn it off and go back to Netflix and continue binge watching something else because we're not worried about this Reds team. That That kind of bums me out a little bit. Because I want the Reds to win. And I want it to mean something. So yes, in the terms of the question, I'd much rather watch a young team learn and develop, but when you flesh out the underlying factors, that means that the year itself was not expected to be fun in the first place. So it's kind of a bummer. I'd like to know your thoughts on that, though, because it seems like there is a corner of Red's fandom that wants the team to blow it up. 
Are you there? Do you get that? Do you understand that? Let me know. 513-549-0159 or on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's. And uh, let's jump into some fun stuff too here. The superstitions. I asked a question the other day. Do you have any superstitions as a Reds fan when it comes to watching a game? First up is Beetle Dave. This is my favorite one. He says, Nick Castellanos tossed me a batting practice ball in Goodyear right before the pandemic. It's been on my man cave coffee table and hasn't moved since the beginning of the season. I like that. I like, uh, I, I always wonder what people do with those. Like most of the time you see like a kid gets the ball or something like that. But I always wonder what people do with the balls that are thrown to them in the stands. Like, do they go get it signed later or things like that? I remember getting my ticket from Clinchmas signed by Jay Bruce, the following Reds fest. And I've still got that. It, it's very, very kept safe because that's a, that's definitely a thing that I never want to lose, but things like that. It's, I wonder what people do with them. Beetle Dave keeps his in the middle of his coffee table. That's pretty awesome. And when I think about superstitions, I always think about, too, like the rally cap at the end of the game. I always see different versions, either people turn it around backwards, people turn it sideways. Sometimes people will turn it inside out and put it on backwards or inside out, put it on frontwards, all that good stuff. I kind of do all of that. I'll turn my hat inside out and put it on backwards for a good rally cap. Because I know that when the players see that, they're they're going to start hitting more. And they're going to start scoring runs more. That's that's why I do that. All right, we got a little bit more Jeff's Junk Mail coming up and a couple other thoughts I've got for you. Before we jump into that, though, and I got a question for you. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? Plus, they add in the occasional limited time flavor. You got to check it out today. You can check out my favorite flavor, Cherry Barcia, or they've got coconut, coconut almond, which basically tastes like a uh, almond joy. Uh, they've got raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There is something for everyone. And if you're not sure which one's your favorite, you can create a mixed box. That way you can try all the flavors and find your favorite one. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. There's even a couple that have even more, like 18 grams of protein. Order them today and get that cherry barcia or, you know, try mint brownie or a mix box, whatever you like. When it comes to Built Bar, you can also save by using the promo code LOCKED15. Go to BuiltBar.com today. Use that promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com and the promo code LOCKED15. Also forgot to throw in on the superstition segment, Chad in Lancaster says that uh, the only superstition he has is that when the Reds are batting in the ninth and the game is close, he doesn't sit. He stands. And I feel that. I understand that. In fact, uh, to be honest with you, most of the time in big situations, I'll be like standing up or something like that at home watching on television. And my wife will just be looking at me like I have like four heads or something. She really doesn't like going out in public with me whenever the game is on, though, because I don't I mean, I, I try to hold back. I don't like yell and scream, but I do still react to what the game is doing. And I'll like, you know, have a little mini fist pump or something like that at the table or, 
Yeah, no, I know. I'm a child. Um, does anyone have the ability to like suppress that though? Like, if you do, congratulations. I appreciate your life because I I don't. I I just I I get into games even if I'm out in public. Uh, looking at this Reds team coming into the Milwaukee series, man, oh man, I don't know what to think about these guys because. Here recently, it's just been beatdown after beatdown, and every time you turn around and you try to find something positive, you just get stamped back down again by this team. So hopefully, they can just manage one win against this Milwaukee Brewers side. This is the Brewers team that I still think has the ability and will end up winning the NL Central if I'm being completely objective. Of course, for my Reds fan heart, I still believe they're going to make a run and win the division. But if I got to be like objective and people are asking me for a unbiased opinion, I think that the Brewers team wins the division. So this is going to be a tough task. And of course, you've got the pitching that the Brewers have. Friday night is going to be against Adrian Hauser, who really is probably... I wouldn't say the easiest uh, draw of their starting rotation, but he is not the otherworldly talent that Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns are. And the Reds are going to miss all of that because I think I think Corbin Burns is hurt right now. And Brandon Woodruff is not one of the Saturday or Sunday starters. In fact, the three probable starters for the Brewers in this series are Hauser tonight, uh, Brian Anderson tomorrow, and Freddie Peralta on Sunday, although Peralta's having quite a good year, so that's going to be interesting to see how the Reds deal with him. But overall, I mean, you've got Castillo, you've got Sonny Gray going in this series, and God help us, of course, on Friday night, the Reds are still going to trot out Jeff Hoffman. They're still going to try and get this thing to work. I don't know why. We'll see. This could be a train wreck. So just get ready. Like, don't don't go crazy whenever Jeff Hoffman flies off the handle because that's something he's been doing all year long. Hopefully, David Bell has a meticulous plan B. Like, I don't want to see Jeff Hoffman pitch into the fourth inning. I want to see him pitch three innings and then bring in TJ Antone. Because guess who hasn't pitched since Sunday still? TJ Antone. That's my thoughts on that. Uh, but overall, the lineup, it's going to be tough. Looking past Winker and Castellanos, I don't know who steps up. This is the tailor-made situation for A. Eugenio Suarez to break out of his slump and completely turn his 2021 season around. But I've been saying that since Moose and Senzel and Joey have been out of the lineup consistently, and Gino has not taken the reins of that yet. There's still so many at-bats where it just seems like he's pressing. He's swinging at every pitch. He's swinging at the high inside stuff that's in the hole in a batter's swing. He's swinging at the breaking balls that you couldn't hit with a shovel. Things like that. Like, I, I just, I'm not sure what is going on in his mind, but it's something to the point that he's not making that connection. Gino has the talent. Gino has the ability to be one of the stars of the National League. But right now, it's not it's not clicking. So hopefully, it clicks this weekend because the Reds need something. They need it in a big way. They need a winning streak in a big way. And I'm not talking about two. I'm not talking about three. 
I want to see at least four. I want to see them take the four-game sweep from the Giants, flip the script almost immediately, because Reds fan, Reds country needs an influx here. We're, we're all on life support so far as our optimism is going. And, and if you're not on optimism, or if you're not on optimistic life support right now, then I give you credit because I thought I was the most optimistic Reds fan that you could find. And I am just struggling right now because this team is beating me down. It's, it's, it's beating me down. All right. Hopefully we see some winning tonight though. Uh, on Monday, we are going to look at some guys. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do this in the guise of, all right, this is uh, what we have to look forward to now. It's over. But I am going to look at some dudes in the minor leagues who could help out this year. We're going to talk about that on Monday and more. Hopefully recap of good weekend at the ballpark at Great American Ballpark. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's going to do it for us here today. Make sure that you are following the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms and on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Locked On Reds. And to get into the Jeff Junk Mail action next Friday, hit me up at 513-549-0159 or on Twitter at those handles. Like I said, I do want to finish up with one Jeff's Junk Mail. This is from our buddy JoJo Jammer. Out in the Philippines. Still love the fact. I mean, shout out to JoJo. A Reds fan in the Philippines. Dude just knows what's up. But he had this to say. He said, with the announcement of 100% capacity allowed, starting June 2nd, how close to 50% capacity do you think the Reds will get? So far this year, unless I missed today, the Cubs' Saturday game had 20,000 in attendance. The majority of games have between eight and 11,000. If Cheapo Bob is counting on huge crowds, I think he is dreaming. Hashtag sell the team Bob. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, unfortunately, we always hear the same thing that uh, Major League Baseball uh, ticket sales are big into Major League Baseball budgets and things like that. So we'll have to see. This team is not inscribing a lot of confidence in its fans to come to the ballpark and watch its product. But on the other end of the spectrum, this ownership group is going to heavily throw that back in our faces if attendance is down. And that's where I leave you with this Friday. Hopefully you guys have a great weekend. I will talk to each and every one of you on Monday, make sure now to go check out the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski has all the biggest news in sports, and he has it for you in 20 minutes or less. That's the Locked On Today podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, I'll talk to each and every one of you on Monday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.